in the wise words of Mariah Carey, all I want for Christmas is you, Michael B. Jordan. That's all I want. What's up, everyone? Happy holidays. I am coming to you with a very special bonus episode of Take Your Best Shot. I couldn't wait until January 5th. I wanted to talk to you and say hello and say happy holidays. I hope you are having a wonderful holiday season thus far. I know with COVID, not everyone is going to get to spend time with family and friends the way they normally would. And so while I can't change that, what I can do is suggest you throw this on Spotify and we hang out as if we're in your living room drinking hot cocoa and talking about life. I'm here for that. We can't spike it though because I had a couple gingerbread chai martinis last night and let me tell you, it was the best thing I've ever tried in my life. Oh my God, it was so good. There's a martini bar right near my house and they make these amazing dessert martinis. Normally I go for the espresso martinis, but the gingerbread chai just stuck out, right? Right off that specials menu and it did not disappoint. So maybe for today, we'll just have some regular hot cocoa and talk about life. (laughs) Tomorrow we'll spike it. I must say I am pretty proud of myself this year because normally I am a last minute shopper and this year I shopped in advance and I started picking things up along the way and so I was able to have a really nice day where I put on Michael Bublé's Christmas album, I put some cookies in the oven and I wrapped all my presents and it was just the most relaxing Sunday ever And to be able to put all of the presents under the Christmas tree, it just adds so much holiday cheer to my living room. So my living room is all decked out. It's nice and cozy. And I'm sitting here watching Elf the other day and I was texting some friends and someone brought up the whole idea of cuffing season, which is like fall through the holidays. And essentially what it is, is when you leave your single summer behind and you go on the search to begin a new relationship for all the fall and holiday activities coming up. The least desirable time that I'd want to do that is in the fall and winter. I love summer. I love feeling tan and there are so many activities that you can do in the summer because it's not 20 degrees out. That seems like the prime time to go out and go around and meet people. But To say I would like to start a relationship around the holidays and introduce that person to my entire family. And it's definitely not because I don't want to introduce somebody to my family. I love my family. We have such a fun time around the holidays. It's just there seems to be a lot of pressure when someone is coming to meet your family for the first time during the holidays. Like I've introduced previous boyfriends, you know, at a summer barbecue, like that seems way less intense than walking into Christmas. That's just my opinion, but obviously everybody's different. I will say one of my friends and her boyfriend, they've been together for a while. And what's really cute is this holiday, their families are meeting. And that's adorable because if you've been together for a little bit and your families know about the other person they've met, but the families themselves haven't met, I still think that because it's a holiday season, it can feel a little bit more high stress. But I think that's adorable. So it's all different. There's all different situations. I'm not saying one way is right, one way is wrong. For me personally, thinking I sweat a little bit more thinking about introducing somebody on Christmas Eve than I would, you know, by the pool in the summer. So that's just me, but I'm curious what everyone else thinks about that. But in keeping with the theme of dating around the holidays, my stepdad asked me the very cliche question, what's going on in your love life? That was his question to me the other day. Now, all in good fun. My mom and I made fun of him. It was, we laughed. It's fine. But 
going into a holiday season, I think actually before this year, this year's maybe my first year where I've gone into it so happy, so content, loving just my life and being able to spend the holidays with my family and not really thinking too much about the idea that I'm single. Again, first year that I felt like that. Prior years, I've gone into holidays actually slightly dreading them. And again, nothing to do with my family or the atmosphere, just that overall feeling of going into like Christmas, for example, or any holiday that you celebrate and you're not coming in with somebody, but maybe your siblings are dating or maybe just seeing your name on the table is just, you know, there's no one next to you like that. It's, it's sometimes it does suck. And I think, especially if this is a year that you're going into the holidays, newly single, like that can be even harder. So I think it's my first year feeling really great, but it's still a thought, right? Like you still think about it. And I think now my life has turned into a direction where I'm thinking more about like the future and how my kids are going to enjoy Christmas one day. And I'm excited about it. I've kind of taken that turn from feeling really like lonely around the holidays to really enjoying and being grateful and embracing what I have and what's to come in future years. And part of that might be COVID because, you know, over the last couple of years, we haven't been able to celebrate with our families as closely as we used to. And I know that a lot of people today still can't. So, you know, my heart goes out to those people. I know that's probably very hard. And again, there's a slew of things that make the holidays much harder, but I, I want to, I want to keep this light and I want to keep this happy and positive because if you are spending Christmas by yourself and you're hanging out with me, then let's talk about some fun things, shall we? So I've been watching Emily in Paris season two. It just came out. And what's so funny is there are thousands of shows and movies out there that are fictional. And yet I feel like, and maybe it's because I've been paying closer attention to the reactions of this show, but so many people are going on rants about how this is so unrealistic, this would never happen, you'd never go from a thousand followers to a million followers overnight, and I'm sitting here thinking, come on, I mean, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, like, look at all of these franchises that are fictional and they're great shows and great movies but just because it's not real and maybe very unrealistic doesn't necessarily mean that needs to be the focal point of why the show's not good like if it was the acting or the writing or the storyline that seems more of a legitimate reason to critique something but to say this would never happen I mean, yeah, that's what a fictional movie show book is. Things that don't actually happen in real life. That's what makes it exciting. And I was talking to my friends because I am not very fashion forward. I will say that. But I have this part of me that just wishes I lived in a place where going to coffee or going to a lunch date or something, you would just be able to dress up to the nines and no one would bat an eye because that's what everybody's wearing. And no, I live in Rhode Island. Like we don't dress up. (laughs) So there's not really, unless you're going to an event or something or a wedding or whatever, like there's no, there's nowhere that you're going to go to dinner in, in Rhode Island and wear something that you'd wear in Paris to dinner. Right. And that's why I love the show so much. I love that it's bold and loud and fun and dramatic and unrealistic because sometimes you just want to watch something that isn't real, but you want to feel like it could be real. And it's a feel good sit on your couch with wine or coffee or whatever and just indulge. So 
that's what I've been doing. And that's my critique. So I would say give it a shot. If you're on a holiday break and you're taking some time off from work, I would suggest Emily in Paris. Although watch season one because obviously season two has a lot from season one. So watch that first. They're on Netflix. So I'm actually planning a trip to Europe pending COVID in 2022, ideally. But if I can't go, then we'll push it off a year. But every five years at my job, I get a sabbatical from work. So it's a few weeks off. And my plan was always to go to Europe. And so I've been trying to figure out where I want to go. And of course, Paris is for sure on my list. It's somewhere I've always wanted to go. But my brother and I are different because he's been talking about wanting to go to Greece, but he wants to go somewhere and stay pretty much the whole time in one place. In my mind, I'm in Europe. So I want to go to Europe and experience as much of Europe as I possibly can in that shorter period of time. And so I'm trying to figure out how to get in a couple places in one trip. So that's what I'm working on right now. If you have any suggestions, please let me know because I could use all the tips. The only place I'm even mildly familiar with is Italy, but I want to try somewhere else because I've been to a couple places in Italy and I know there's so much to see, but this is where I want to start. (laughs) Maybe Paris. And the thing is, it's so cheap to travel internally in Europe. For you to fly from the US to Europe, obviously it costs more, but once you're there, you can fly, you can take trains, buses. There are so many different ways to get to different spots in Europe and it's inexpensive. So if you can take advantage of that, then you should. Honestly, I would love to do a podcast episode somewhere in Europe. So I'm manifesting that for 2022. European trip plus podcast episode. So If you want to come with me to Europe, we can do a podcast episode together. That would be great. And it's at this time that I'm going to applaud whoever can go to Europe and bring solely a backpack. I went to Venice for like nine days with my family and I brought a huge checked bag. I know it's different if you're going hiking and doing a lot of active stuff, you know, shorts and a tank top, or if you're going somewhere tropical and you're bringing bathing suits and stuff like that. In that case, yes, I think it's easier to pack a smaller bag. But if I'm going somewhere in Europe, I want to have a ton of options for whatever may occur. Okay, great. I made this mistake when I went to Italy because my family and I went to Venice for Christmas and it was stunning. And I wanted to bring a lot of different outfit options. Okay. But I didn't realize, even though I know European countries are very fashion forward, there's a lot of great shopping. I'm not someone that's going to spend thousands of dollars on designer bags from Milan. Like I've never been like that. However, I'm a sucker for a good H&M. And so I'm just strolling through the streets, taking in the sights, and I stumble across an H&M. And I died and went to heaven. You guys, I walked in. It was so chic. The clothes were so cute. And in that moment, regretted packing as much as I packed because I walked out of that store with three bags that I needed to somehow fit in my checked bag without it going over the 50 pounds or stuff all the clothes somewhere in my backpack for the plane ride home. And I didn't have one plane ride home. I had like seven because I was living in Nashville at the time and my mom requested that I fly with the entire family. So I had to fly from Nashville back to Boston before we even started the journey. And so on my way back, it was the same thing. I had all these stops. And so I regretted it in that moment. And the funny thing is I, I managed it. I managed to get everything in. But when I got home, I was thinking back and the same thing happened 
back in like 2017 or 2016, I went to our Dublin office and they also had Zara's and H&M's, but all, all the clothes were a European design and they were amazing. And I had that same issue then where I was like, how am I going to get all this home? So I have decided that if I am lucky enough to go on this trip, either to Paris or to Europe in general, I'm going to pack very conservatively so that I have room to get more clothes while I'm there. That's, that's a goal of mine. Maybe that's a ridiculous thing. Some of you are like, oh my God, what, who cares? But that is a goal of mine. I know some of you out there listening are going to feel me on that. And as I'm talking about this, I want to stop and say one thing. If you have an opportunity to go experience another country, other cultures, amazing foods, do it. Just do it. Because I was thinking back to a few years ago, my company offered some sort of exchange program where you could go and work out of one of our international offices for six months. And I was really excited about it, but I was also, I'll be honest with you guys, I was in the middle of dealing with a ex-boyfriend at the time. And I, to this day, really mad at myself because I put my name in to do this and I was interviewing for it. And before they even made the decision, I pulled my name from it because I was so focused on my relationship that I didn't want to chance being away for six months and ruining it. And unfortunately, the program ended after that. So the opportunity was gone. And this is the moment in the episode where we're diving into putting yourself out there and putting yourself in situations that may be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's worth it. And there is a vulnerability about being in a country where you don't speak the language because it's a lot harder to get around, to understand what's going on. The translation gets lost in conversation. But a lot of countries also are very bilingual, fluent in English. So it might not be the easiest, but I don't think in my experience, it's been extremely hard either. Plus, as touristy as it looks, go to Barnes & Noble and they have all of those translation books that have every single word and phrase and really common ones that you can use. And it's respected if you can greet somebody in the language, say thank you, you know, ask for directions. I, I mean, that is well received in many countries. So I think you should go. If you're contemplating it, this is your moment. This is your sign to pack a bag and go. And if you need a travel buddy, I will gladly volunteer. But we are going to start to wrap up this episode with one final topic, which I think is one of the more common topics around this time of year, and that is New Year's resolutions. I feel like when talking about New Year's resolutions, the one that comes up all the time are how busy the gyms get after New Year's Eve because everybody is in the gym working on their New Year's resolutions to get healthier. And it's the people that go to the gym regularly that get really frustrated by this. And I actually have overheard a few conversations, you know, in the past couple of years about this. And I want to call bullshit on those people, okay? It should never be a negative thing that someone is trying to better themselves. Yes, maybe it inconveniences you slightly, but good for you. You were able to get yourself to the gym every day or every week the past year. And maybe the other person who's starting to go now was not in that situation. It could be mentally. It could be financially. It could be physically. There are a laundry list of reasons why they might not have been able to go up until this point. So I want to say to people out there, 
two things. One, to the people complaining, unless you are a perfect specimen of a human being and have no growth left in you, you have no place in this world to judge others for trying to be better. And for those people who are nervous about New Year's and starting to go to the gym or starting a new job or just trying to do better in the upcoming year, good for you and fuck the rest of those people. That's what I have to say. I'm sorry, I should have called earmuffs before I said that, but here's the thing. You trying to better yourself is great and no one should be taking away from that by judging or complaining or making you feel badly for trying something different, okay? So if you're going to be nervous and if you're going to be a little bit afraid, that's okay, that's normal, but don't be afraid to do it because you're afraid that you're going to be judged for it because you know what? that person that's judging you is probably really freaking miserable, okay? Maybe they're going to the gym every day because they're trying to get away from somebody that they live with. I don't know. That's probably really bad to say. But all I'm saying is anyone who's judging others for trying to be better are truthfully the broken ones inside that need healing and need repairing, and they don't want to do that, so they're projecting onto other people. So you do you, honey. You go to the gym you save money, you travel, you leave that relationship if he sucks or she sucks or whoever sucks, do it up. That's what 2022 is for, okay? I feel like I got really fired up there. But I get fired up because I know those conversations are coming where you're all excited, you're getting ready for 2022, you have your list of things, and then you start telling somebody about it and they give the, oh, okay, yeah, I've heard this before. Like, ah, shut up. Like, let me be excited. Let me be inspired and motivated. And if you can't be a part of that with me, then see ya. Bye. Okay. So that's why I get fired up. I want everyone to be excited about what they're looking forward to doing in 2022. I honestly haven't sat down to think about my own new year's resolutions yet. I think the one thing that I really want to try to be better at is putting money towards things that I actually enjoy doing and experiences versus my Amazon prime account because that seems to be a very easy one click thing they have going and it's just it's just a dark hole it is a dark hole for me so that's definitely on my new year's resolutions list but for right now I want to thank you for joining me for this special episode of take your best shot I am going to be making some hot cocoa cuddling up with Bo, watching the rest of Emily in Paris and looking forward to the new year So especially as we come up on this holiday season and you're looking around and you're enjoying where you're at, don't forget to put yourself out there, take it all in and take your best shot. I will see you all in 2022. Cheers.